cliffcentral.com. Let's get to Dr. Hanan. How are you doing this morning? Let us check in on your mental health. Let's tackle uh, what, what is a very difficult but a very interesting and, and a hugely personal subject for all of us, and that is our mental well-being. The new normal, we're going to check in with Dr. Hanan Bushkin, who we know well by now. If you haven't uh, heard of him before, where have you been? Here he is this morning. Hey, Dr. Hanan, how are you? Hey, guys, nice to see you. It's been uh, two weeks. How are you? I know. We, we missed you last week, and people have been asking. So let me get straight to it, because I know um, we don't want to waste any time. We received two emails recently. We thought we could discuss these issues together, because they're often related. So Mandia asked us whether jealousy has its roots in low self-esteem. And then I got this email from Anonymous, and maybe you want to address them both at the same time. I've been in a relationship with a narcissist for over a year. I saw warning signs a month into the relationship because he was extremely jealous when my male friend hugged me once. I have been absolutely miserable. We argue every weekend over his jealousy and insecurities. I'm exhausted. I have tried ending the relationship three times, but he manages to manipulate me to feel sorry for him and stay. I've been isolated from my friends and family. And I feel very depressed and alone in my situation. Please do- ask Dr. Hanan to give us some advice on how to take steps to get out of this relationship without being manipulated and controlled. The floor's yours. Where do we begin? Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Why don't we start with the easy Let's. stuff? <laughs> so... Um, so let's just deal with the narcissist first. You know, a little bit of uh, of where the term comes from. There's a mythical story of a mythical god called Narcissus. And Narcissus goes down to the river to wash his face. And he looks down into the river and he sees a reflection of himself. And he falls so madly in love with what he looks like that he can't actually stop staring at himself. And he that's where he dies because he just cannot get up for food. He cannot get up for water. He cannot get up and go back home because he loves his own reflection. (laughs) That's narcissists. And narcissists love their own reflection. They love at least externally. And I'll tell you why I say that and why I need to highlight externally in a second. But they love how they speak and they love what they say and they fall in love with the content of their message and uh, their inner circles. And this is what they fall in love with. And I say externally because internally they're very weak and insecure and completely lack confidence. And the truth is we don't see narcissists in our practice. And the reason why is because they never have an issue. It's never their problem. (laughs) It's never, it's like the one driver that's driving against traffic and is blaming everybody else for driving the wrong way. I'm going the completely right way. It's everybody else that's doing this to me. So narcissists are usually sent to therapy by their parents and siblings and partners a lot, but they never come into therapy because I have an issue. It doesn't work that way. So dealing with a narcissist is very difficult because they never have an issue. There's never an acknowledgement of this is my position. This is my fault. As a matter of fact, if you had to make a narcissist turn inwards and self-reflect, they collapse. Their ego just shatters. They're not capable because their ego is so fragile. Mm. They're not capable of turning inwards and going, let me share with you what my part in this is. So dealing with the narcissist and those people that have been in relationship with narcissists is incredibly abusive, incredibly abusive, because it's always you that's driving against traffic. 
it's always you that's causing me to say this. It's always you that's making me, you know, do this to you or say this to you. And narcissists are absolute masters at gaslighting. Hmm. Do you know what gaslighting is? Yeah, this is this is where they, they, they say it's not you, it's me. It's like whataboutism. And then they, they tell you there's a much bigger problem on your side than there is the problem you've identified with them mm. and, and confuse you and, Guess, and, and make you think that there's something wrong with you. Completely. Gaslighting is the worst form of abuse. And narcissists are really, really um, masterful at gaslighting other people. And for those of you who don't know what gaslighting is, this is a great illustration. It actually comes from a play of a husband and a wife sitting in a room and the husband turns down the gas. So the light begins to dim and the wife turns to the husband and says, uh, is it getting dark in here? And he goes, mm -mm, no, not at all. And he purposefully turns down the gas even more and the light dims even more. And she says to him, are you sure it's not getting darker in here? And he goes, no, 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 no. It's your imagination. And the wife actually goes crazy because she thinks she's imagining what she's seeing. Mm. And gaslighters make other people, especially loved one, guess, double guess and triple guess their own reality. So it's like, imagine a husband and a wife and the husband is cheating on the wife and the wife says to him, is everything okay between us? And the husband goes, absolutely. You're just imagining things. You're just insecure. Yeah. And it makes somebody doubt their own reality. So back to narcissists, narcissists are masterful at gaslighting. And what I tell people in relationship, because the question was, what do I do? Well, you have two options. Either let the narcissist go and get some serious help in order to self-reflect and see their part in their, own, in their own doing, in their own reality, which is a very, very important thing for social engagement. The ability to go, what is my part in this? Mm -hmm. Children are not able to do that. And that's why we don't let children manage government and we don't mm. let children manage airplanes and we don't let children manage heavy machinery because they're not able to go what is my part in this and am i capable of managing my world but adults can I, can I should just, be able to internalize i just want to ask you a question about this narcissist thing because it does come up all the time people have learned this word probably from psychologists and they've now started to uh, diagnose people themselves and they're not professionals so let's just be very clear i mean there are people who have problems. There are people who create problems. There are people who have massive uh, self-confidence issues and, and external realities, which are not necessarily in any way inclined to the truth. But there are also, and I'm sure you've heard it in your practice, that people are I'm married to a narcissist. Now, how do you know for sure? Because this is a fairly serious diagnosis. What you're telling us is that these people have a tremendous problem and they need to, to deal with that problem. You're even saying they need to go for help. So let's be clear on what that is uh, from the from the clinical point of view, because otherwise we can have everyone running around self-diagnosing and diagnosing others as being narcissists. And the, the word is already becoming ubiquitous. Anyone who doesn't like anyone else calls them a narcissist these days. Yeah, like uh, all these psychiatric diagnoses are completely overused. We mm. use these broad brushstrokes to define everybody. You know, like the I'm so depressed. Yeah. Everybody's so depressed. Right. And everybody's so anxious and um, it doesn't mean that you should be seeking for help. I mean, we all get sad and we all sure. get fearful and we all get stressed and we all feel insecure sometimes. And, That's and, life. And it happens. It, isn't it true that a lot of narcissism is also part of the reason that things advance forward? There are a lot of these very toxic and dangerous narcissists who are responsible for inventing things and creating things and making the world work for them, but for no one else. 
So, I mean, For it, sure. it, we've just got to be careful that we don't overuse this one and become amateur psychologists ourselves in a place where we don't actually have the authority to do this. Completely. And how do you define, and it's a very fine line between being a narcissist and and expressing self-love. I mean, we all kind of all fall, like, you know, appreciate yourself and love yourself and, you know, fall in love with yourself, put yourself first. You know, there's a a billion quotes that you can check online, love yourself first, put yourself first. So how do you define that between, well, between a healthy self-love and a toxic self-love? And I'd like to highlight to people that a relationship is really a contract between two people. This is what I want from you. And this is what you want from me. Can we fulfill each other's needs. And the moment that is broken, the moment I can no longer fulfill your needs or you can no longer fulfill my needs, then we're going to negotiate. And if we can't get to a point where we can fulfill each other's needs, then we're going to go find somebody that can. But hopefully we can. Hopefully we can. But with a narcissist, you'll see that they're just not negotiable. So one thing that will define a narcissist is that you cannot negotiate your stance. So when you say to Nasa, I need you to just tweak a little bit to the left, whatever that means, they will blame you for it. You are the reason why I'm not doing it. You are stonewalling me. You are the reason why I'm not behaving that way. Oh, I am saying what I'm saying. <laughs> so a narcissist, one thing is that they're not negotiable. It's actually abusive. So it's not like this self-love that the healthy, no- I mean, I don't even want to call it this a narcissist because this healthy self-love that people have is wonderful. It's great. Put yourself first, love yourself, but have the ability to see how you're negotiating what your part is in the real interaction between when you, you and someone else. What about jealousy? So Mandia's first uh, email was about jealousy, and the narcissist email also brought up that jealousy is a big part of the way that she has been manipulated by her partner. So let's just talk about right. je- jealousies. You know, it's, it's again, it's something that all human beings kind of know the definition of, but where does it come from? And what does it indicate to you with your clinical background? What do you, what do you, what, what alarm bells go off in your head when you hear about jealousy? So, Gareth, if we take any emotion on the spectrum, and there's probably over 250 words for describing emotions, the truth is every single person should and would feel all of that on the spectrum. That's what life is. That's the way it works. People that don't feel emotions are dysfunctional. We don't function well in society. And so, for example, let's, we'll, I'll get to jealousy in a second, but if you take guilt, guilt is a very socially appropriate emotion. It regulates us. So people that don't feel guilty, they ha- have an inability to feel guilty. We send them away to psychiatric wards or we send them away to prisons. They're not welcome in our social, social uh, rule set or social structure. So guilt is a very important emotion. Right. But the moment you feel any emotion in a way that breaks you down. So if I feel guilty for things that I shouldn't be feeling guilty over, that's when it becomes dysfunctional. Jealousy, there's nothing wrong with being, let's call it the healthy version of jealousy where, hey, I like what you have and I want to work hard for it. Hey, I like what you possess and I want to work hard for it without impeding on your rights or on your space. The moment jealousy is filled with resentment and bitterness and hostility towards your space, that's when it becomes dysfunctional. So, you know, there's a saying, uh, great walls, uh, uh, tall walls make for good. Absolutely. And what that means is the moment I know my rule set and I know my space and you know your rules, then we can get along. I can do my thing on my side and you can do your thing on your side. But the moment any emotion 
makes me kind of want to cheat and take a little bit of your side, that's when it becomes dysfunctional and jealousy is exactly the same. The moment I feel I want what you have and I'm going to come and get it outside of your permission, that's when it becomes dysfunctional. Sure. All right. Chris T says, um, what do you do if you know you have narcissistic tendencies? Where do you go? Who do you see? That's a, that's profoundly kind of, uh, yeah. And isn't that ironic in itself because a narcissist doesn't know that they're a narcissist. Yeah. If somebody comes to me and says to me in my practice, I think I have narcissistic tendencies. I'm like, you're not a narcissist. <laughs> Narcissists have an inability to turn inwards. They just can't. As I told you, their the egos just are so fragile that they will crack. So it's wonderful that he says that. And my, my answer to him is, it's great. And which part of your action do you feel it doesn't take other people's consideration or other people's feelings, motives into account? And if you need somebody to reflect back to you, speak to a mentor, a rabbi, a, a, a priest, a, a psychologist that will help you give you that insight for sure. All right. Uh, there are there are lots of other questions coming in here. I think you've you've helped us to identify a lot of of things that maybe for some people haven't really occurred to them as being problematic. Um, but this narcissism is something which we are dealing with in society, and which we continue to deal with on a you know on a personal level all the way through. Are there a lot of narcissists? Would you say that you know it's one in ten? Would you say it's rare? Would you say it's very there are plenty to go around? How, how many of of the people in the world have this problem? Oh, plenty, plenty, plenty. And you know what the problem with narcissists are is that they create echo chambers. They surround themselves with people that justify and enable that narcissism. So they surround themselves with people that go, you're right, you're right, you're right. Everybody's going against traffic. You're going the right way. Hmm. And they love those people that justify what they're doing because it doesn't then require them to change. Hmm. All right. There's a lot to think about. Very, very interesting. Mm. Please keep your questions coming for Dr. Hanan. We want to make sure that we've uh, got all the most interesting things to deal with on a weekly basis. Today is no exception. And have a good week, Dr. Hanan. Thank you. Nice to see you guys. Eh? Have see a good you. week. Awesome.